Hey, hey, this could be you, Brandon. This could be you, <laughs> but it's not gonna be you. You just got me place, you motherfucker. You're loving this, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> loving this, aren't you? Fucking dick, motherfucker. <laughs> Welcome back to the This Could Be You Fantasy Podcast. Uh, another great week in the books, and that intro was selected by none other than our own Reefer Chiefer, the only man sitting undefeated left in the This Could Be You Fantasy Podcast League. A lot of fun matchups this week, uh, you know, and a lot of a lot of disappointing matchups for some of us out there. Um, those of you know who you are, but, uh, having a tough go, having a real tough go. Uh, we saw one of our other undefeated giants heading into week five be taken down. He couldn't, he couldn't quite defeat, uh, a perennial contender in unicorn blood. Whole Hawk and Hardman couldn't get it done. He had a valiant effort though. Travis Kelsey putting up four touchdowns on Monday Night Football. But it wasn't enough to take down old unicorn blood. We got plenty to get into. Going to break down the matchups. Going to highlight some uh, some key players, some disappointing guys. Going to bring back the this guy fucks segment. And uh, we may be even lucky enough to hear from our old friend, Olga about the injuries that happen around the league. Hang tight and uh, let's listen to a word from one of our sponsors and we'll go ahead and break down the matchups. This could be used fantasy podcast is brought to you by gold bond for those sweaty balls and those sweaty feet. Double your pleasure, double your gold. And welcome back. I hope you got those balls powdered and are buckled in, ready to listen to the recap. So first up, we had Reefer Chiefer taking on Hans Across America. Reefer Chiefer heads into this matchup 8-0, looking to stay undefeated. And he does just that against a perennial contender, former goal coat. I guess not former. I guess once a goal coat, always a goal coat. Unless you're Craig, am I right? Just kidding, dude. Uh, no, but seriously, all of our goal coats have been TBC. And that's a real problem in the league. Uh, and we don't talk about that quite enough, if you ask me. But I don't want to get too sidetracked here. Uh, Reefer Chiefer earns the W by a score of 125 to 117. This was a nail-biter. 
big nail biter. I'm sure Steve was uh, clenching up tight cheeks a little bit, but luckily uh, Barkley is fully back for Steve. Uh, 70 yards rushing, three receptions, 36 yards, and a tud. Stephon Diggs just doing the damn thing. Um, Just one of those guys that you can start every week, and you know you're going to get production from him. He gets eight receptions for 102 yards and a tud. Tyler Lockett. Man, everybody seemed to forget about Tyler Lockett this offseason, but... And, you know, everyone was writing him off, me included, because Geno Smith Smith was the quarterback now. I don't think Geno Smith had actually started since 2014, I don't know, before last year when Russ was injured. It's been a long time. But he gets five receptions, 104 yards, two touchdowns. Massive, massive day for Tyler Lockett. And then uh, Steve's new acquisition from a trade last week, Tony Pollard should change his name to Tony Poppard because the kid popped off for 86 yards in a tud against a stout Rams defensive line. And I'm not really sure about this move, Steve. You'll have to hop on or let everyone know about this one. What's the deal with DeAndre Carter? I mean, that just came out of left field. I mean, it takes some real plums to throw that guy in your lineup and to expect some production. Two catches for nine yards. And it's not like he was coming off a, a big performance last week. He had two catches for 16 yards. And the week before that, he had three catches for 31 yards. He actually hasn't done jack squat since week one. So... No idea where that came from. Um, I don't know. You'll have to answer that one, Steve. Uh, And then over on Han's side of the football, he had Josh Allen, who is just a fucking stud. A man among boys. Every single week. And if you look at Han's team, Allen and Cup have just been carrying his ass. And why wouldn't they? They're the two best players in the league at their positions. Josh Allen uh, throws for 424 yards, four touchdowns. Dude even had five carries for 42 yards. I mean, that gets over. Like, Josh Allen is such a good quarterback. Throws for so many yards. I think sometimes it gets forgotten. He, He can run the damn ball. And Cooper Cup does Cooper Cup shit. I mean, I can't remember the last time the guy didn't score a touchdown or have at least 10 receptions. He gets seven catches for 125 yards and a tud. One questionable thing, looking at Han's lineup, is uh, the guy didn't have the jewels to start David Montgomery coming off an injury. Instead, he went with Khalil Herbert, which... I think if last year showed us anything, when Montgomery goes down, but then he comes back, Montgomery's going to be the guy. And that decision cost cost Hans the win this week. And uh, Montgomery had a real nice day, 12 carries, 20 yards with a touchdown, but he got a lot of receiving work, four receptions for 62 yards. So that's a tough one. That's one of those matchups Hans probably look back on and uh, feel a lot of regret. A lot of regret on that one. Next up, we got Live Fast, Eat Ass, taking on No More Coats. 
Uh, these are two bottom of the barrel guys. Sorry, I hate to say it, but it's true. Ben needed a win in the absolute worst of ways. And, you know, he kind of got that. He got the matchup win. Guy just can't outscore the median to save his life. But he did get the matchup win by a score of 105 to 56. And, yes, you heard me correct. Brett scored only 56 points. And I think he may have broken his own record of low score. Because in week four, No More Coats scored 56.56 points. And in week five, he scores 56.24 points. Wow. Something's going to need to shake up in that locker room. Because the rebranding... um. It's not working. Whatever's happening with the team names is just not happening for Brett. Uh, did he have one too many hmms on last week's podcast? Not one too many, about a hundred too many. I don't know if you guys listen or not, but I felt uncomfortable the entire episode. Uh, you know what? That's probably the fantasy gods showing disfavor to him uh, for freaking out his league mates. But anyway, so live fast, eat ass. Uh, started Ramondre Stevenson. Big game against the Lions. Uh, and it really helped that Damian Harris went down and went down hard. 25 carries, 161 yards. Two receptions, 14 yards. Guy got almost 20 fantasy points without a touchdown. That's a phenomenal day. And then Ben's dog, you know, being the Cleveland Browns guy. Amari thumbing the pooper Cooper. Puts up 20.6 points. Seven catches, 76 yards, and a tud. Uh, As you guys know, Ben traded Cooper away. Traded back for him. Uh, So it's really nice to see Cooper put up another nice stat line after a dud last week. And then uh, Hayden Hurst goes off for Ben with six receptions, 53 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, So... Looking at Garrett Wilson, is he ass? He had that one explosive week, and it just looks like things are going pretty south for him now that Zach Wilson is is the quarterback back in New York. Um, I mean, I'm the guy that blew $57 on Garrett Wilson to acquire him. Um, and luckily, I got out of that, gave him to Ben, Um and Ben, you'll, you'll have to speak on this, but I'm sure you're a little worried about Garrett Wilson because that usage isn't looking good. Snap percentage went down. Targets have gone down. Not looking great. Not looking great whatsoever. No more coats. No more coats. Finally gets Dalvin Cook to come alive. 18 carries, 94 yards, two touchdowns, two receptions, 27 yards. Vintage Dalvin Cook. You love to see it. Um, it always feels good when your studs go off, you know? So I know, Brett, you had a terrible week. And by terrible, I mean one of your players was half your points. And you only scored 56 points. So that means the rest of your lineup was dog shit. Sorry, bud. Um, You'll bounce back. Highs and lows, fantasy football, man. That's the way it goes. But what I want to know, Brett, is when are you going to finally nut up and give the kid Alex Pierce a shot at the starting roster? 
He's put back-to-back good weeks together. In week four against Tennessee, he caught four balls for 80 yards, and now this week against Denver, eight receptions, 81 yards. I mean, I think, looking at the rest of your lineup, I think Alex Pierce has deserved an opportunity. So I'll be on the lookout for that next week to see if he cracks that starting roster. Next up, we got points on the pine. Taking on Snagging Dragons. Points on the Pine wins by a score of 130.74 versus 92. And Craig falls to 1 and 9. I know this is exactly where he does not want to be. He finds himself in the same position as last year. Um, and it's not looking good, but. We've seen Craig bounce back. We know it can be done. We know he can bounce. He's bounced back from worse and won a championship. So I wouldn't worry there too much, Craig. You made a big acquisition in Brees Hall, and it uh, looks like it's paying off for you. On points of the pine side of the ball, we got Raheem Mostert, 18 carries, 113 yards, one touchdown. Chase Edmonds is dog shit. The guy's chopped liver. What the fuck is going on? They bring Chase Edmonds in, pay him all this money, and he doesn't do dick. I think we all know, as fantasy football players, that we've all seen Raheem Mostert be solid. And I don't think anyone's really surprised by how solid he's been. But the surprise here is that Chase Edmonds is just nothing. And I don't understand it. I don't understand how he's not getting check down passes. Why not use him? And receiver role a little more than the running back. I mean, but good for you, TJ. Mostert's the dog in the Miami backfield. Uh, and you're looking pretty solid with your running backs for now. Nick Chubb just doing the damn thing again. 17 carries, 134 yards, two touchdowns. The guy is on an absolute fucking tear this season. Already at Seven touchdowns on the season. Outstanding. Outstanding. He's the number two running back in PPR, which is insane because he doesn't catch any balls for the most part. Which means he's just killing it on the ground. So good get, TJ. Uh, That trade's paying off for you. Devontae Smith, another big guy to go off for TJ. Ten receptions, 87 yards. And then Devontae Adams had a day. Only three receptions, but 124 yards and two touchdowns. You know, I feel like he's not catching as many balls as he was in Green Bay, but he's still putting up just as good numbers. He'll have a game where he only has a couple receptions, but those couple receptions will be touchdowns, and it'll it'll all be good. Um, Looking at TJ's bench, old Travis Etienne. Had a nice little day. 10 carries, 71 yards, 3 receptions, 43 yards. 14 and a half points. Love to see if ETN's going to crack the starting lineup at some point. He's uh, see, taking over that job from James Robinson. I'm sure that's the last thing no, no more Coates wants to hear. But uh, be on the lookout for ETN. It's, it's looking promising. And then on Craig's side of the ball... He uh he made all the haters shut up, that's for sure. Brees Hall, big game. Brees Hall's looking like the truth. 
looking like the dog in the Jets' backfield. 18 carries, 97 yards, one tud, two receptions, 100 yards, and really could have had two more touchdowns on the day if he didn't get honey-dicked by Michael Carter. I I don't know your all's opinion about this, but nothing chaps my ass harder than when the running back that does all the work, marching down the field, getting them in the red zone, getting them knocking on the door of the goal line, and then they bring in the backup for the one-yard carry. It's fucked. And Brees Hall should have had two more touchdowns on the day. But that's the way she goes. I mean, he still had a phenomenal day. Craig, you got to be feeling great about that acquisition. Um, and, Mike, don't feel too bad about it because jo- you still got a dog in Jonathan Taylor. But I know it does hurt to see when you trade away a guy uh, and then they immediately go off. Jeff Wilson Jr., 17 carries, 120 yards, tud. Guy's just been as solid as a rock. Uh, and this is the best week of the season so far, but he's just getting so many carries, so much volume that you got to play him every single week. And he's been playing so well. I, I'm really curious how it's going to shake out when Elijah Mitchell comes back. It's hard to imagine Wilson losing the starting gig, especially because they're winning ball games. you know? David Njoku, great pickup for Craig, uh, the tight end position has been a nightmare this season and Njoku has finally come alive the last couple weeks and showing some consistency he caught six of six passes for 88 yards for 15 points I mean that's a massive day for a tight end unless your name's Travis Kelsey but we'll get to that later and what the fuck happened to T Higgins I wasn't watching that game. He must have gotten hurt or something. He didn't get any tar- uh, receptions thrown his way. Interesting one. That hurts. And just off the top of my head, Craig, I feel like you've got uh, you've had a lot of goose eggs this year. It's a tough go. Tough go with these injuries. And I do want to point out, J.D. McKissick had a nice little game for the receptions. You know, five, caught five balls, 37 yards. He does look like he's going to get some usage. Now, I do think I have to point out, I don't know how you're not starting Alan Lazard. And I also don't know how you don't start Gabe Davis in a revenge match against TJ. You got to start your dogs that you acquired from the guy that you're playing. You just got to. You just gotta. Gabe Davis, three receptions, 171 yards, two tuts. I know, if I know my brother, I know that one kept him up all night on Sunday. It would have kept me up. But on the bright side, you know Gabe Davis is back, uh, and he's definitely going to be getting used heavily by the Bills. All right, next up we got Unicorn Blood. Defeating Hawk and Hardman by score of 136 to 121. And uh, in last week's episode, I said this was going to be a true test for Hawk and Hardman. If he could get this win done, if he could get the 2 0 victory against the perennial contender, 
the most perennial contender in this fantasy league of unicorn blood. If you could get the 2-0, and then I would believe. Well, he got the 1-1. One one. Got the 1-1, one one, thanks to Travis Kelsey. But he is no longer undefeated. And I'm sure that shit's bugging him pretty good this morning. Sam's team is on a 3-0 and win streak. 6-0 and if you count the median and, and the matchups. And he's just been on an absolute fucking tear. Austin Eckler is fully back alive. A shaky first couple weeks. But uh, Eckler gets 173 on the ground and a tud. Caught four balls for 26 yards and a tud. Damian Pierce. RB1. Fucking getting Derrick Henry-like workload. 26 carries, 99 yards, touchdown. Three receptions, 14 yards. Mark Andrews. Mark fucking Andrews. Eight receptions, 89 yards, and a tud. Now, you all know, right before kickoff on Sunday... Unicorn Blood put out an advertisement for uh, Tom Brady, saying it's the last chance before his uh, his value skyrockets. And uh, I'll tell you what, Brady did have a nice performance. 350 yards in the air. Only one touchdown. Um, you know, you had another touchdown or two there. It's a massive explosion, explosive game. So Sam was right on that call. And I don't think anyone's going to be able to acquire Brady from Sam at this point because Rodgers is just... Disappointing as shit. Super disappointing. I don't know if he might be almost droppable at this point. It's kind of hard to drop Rodgers. Sam will probably try to package him away in some type of deal. But certainly, certainly hard to trust Rodgers right now at this point. And over on Tyler's side, Justin Jefferson. Great performance. Back-to-back 30-point weeks. This week he gets... 12 receptions, 150 yards. Some bitch even threw the ball himself. One pass for 23 yards. Massive game from Justin Jefferson. DK Metcalf, back. Five receptions, 88 yards, one touchdown. The Seattle Seahawks offense has been really surprising and fun to watch this year, and I'm all for it. Travis Kelsey. The Great White, Travis Travis Kelsey, the Great White Shark, just snagging touchdowns in the end zone. I can't remember the last time Kelsey only got had 25 receiving yards, but he had seven receptions and four touchdowns, so who cares how many yards he, he caught for. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, um, you might be seeing him on the back of milk cartons after last week. It just blows my mind how you can pop off like he did last week for 40 points. Eight, caught eight passes, 180 yards, two touchdowns, and only gets one reception the following week. The Lions just fell apart offensively. And uh, George Pickens on his bench, six receptions, 83 yards. Two good performances back-to-back weeks. Eight targets each week. Kid might be finding his way onto the starting roster here soon. Um, 
could certainly uh, certainly squeeze him in the flex going forward. That might be a good play for old Tyler. And uh, it's a great pick by him at the draft, you know, when he was getting heckled, ridiculed. Uh, he snuck Pickens in there. It was a great pick. Next up, Bonesaw defeats Triple D by the score of 132 first to 111. And Triple D just cannot catch a break. The poor kid. 0-10. I don't know if, if the tilt is fully in swing yet, but it's got to be coming soon. On my side of the ball, Leonard Fournette goes for 14 carries, 56 yards, a tud. Gets 10 catches, 83 yards, and a tud. Great game. Great game. Marquise Brown keeps doing the damn thing. Eight receptions, 78 yards, and a tud. Ask J. Dillon. Fucking sucks. A.J. Dillon. I mean... Lombardo had A.J. Dillon to start the season, and then he was just gifted Mike Williams out of the blue when Ben was full manic tilt trading like a madman. And for whatever reason, I got A.J. Dillon from Ben as a part of a package, so it doesn't hurt as bad, but it's troubling, troubling A.J. Dillon. Um I'm going to need a significant injury to Aaron Jones before I can even think about starting A.J. Dillon again. I mean, like, potentially career-ending injury to Aaron Jones. That's the only way I see this getting any better for A.J. Dillon. Uh, oh, Rashad Penny. Oh, Snapperoo. Tough. Tough way to go out. I mean, the guy's always had injury issues, and this was a big one. He's going to be out for the rest of the season. Uh, luckily, I did acquire his cuff. Kenneth Noisewater, Walker, Texas Ranger, the 13th disciple, Kenny Walker, the third. And this kind of just highlights the importance of getting your cuffs. This was kind of my goal within the last week. Acquiring my cups, cuffs, and it's paying off so far. So we'll see if it works out. Um, I don't think Walker is going to be like a league winner by any means, but I think he'll he'll find some production. Triple D's out of the ball. Kamara awakens. Alvin Kamara. It's good to see him be back and put up a good performance of uh, twenty three carries, hundred three yards, six receptions, ninety one yards. And then uh, Dallas Goddard, big, big game. Eight receptions, 95 yards. You love when your guys can put up great weeks, even when they don't store, score cu- score a touch, touchdown. Hines, that was a brutal injury. I think Hines was going to have a, a pretty big game last Thursday. You could tell by the way, um, forget the dude's name that came in after Hines, but he had a pretty solid, uh, solid game. And you could just tell that they were going to lean on their running backs pretty heavily. So it's sad to see. Sucks for Brett, man. Thursday night, and he got an injury on the on the first drive. And Brett really just cannot catch a break this season. Really hope he turns it around. I um, think he should. 
I think Brian Robinson's going to bring some good juju on that team. And uh, really hope to see Brett turn around here. Last, certainly not least, we've got old DFT taking on King Turd 2021. DFT moves to 8-2 and two on the season with a victory of 120-100. to 100. Uh, Lombardo moves to 4-6 and six on the year. I think I called this one some, this matchup America's Game of the Week. I can't remember, but this was a good one. This is a good one, especially uh, heading into Monday night. Uh, it was still a close matchup. Um, Josh Jacobs, holy fuck. Who saw this coming? Josh Jacobs just running like he's pissed off at somebody every goddamn Sunday. 21 carries, 154 yards, tud. Five receptions, 39 yards. CMC, CMC's looking like he's back pretty much. I mean, not fully back to peak CMC, uh, but I would say he's like, he's almost there. He's knocking on the door. Um, 14 carries, 54 yards, tud, but he's getting 12 receptions. He's back to getting peppered with targets in the air. Uh, that could change, though, because Baker Mayfield is done. He's going to be missing some time. But CMC got caught seven balls, 50 yards, and back-to-back 20-plus point performances. You love to see it. And on the year, he is the fifth-ranked running back in PPR. So, I mean, I would safely say that he's back. And there's even uh, some word going around in the rumor mill that the Buffalo Bills reached out to the Panthers about CMC. Could you imagine? Could you guys, just for a second, imagine what that would look like? That would be insane. As if they couldn't get any better. I don't think they need to make a move like that. Uh, They're just kicking ass and taking names with what they got already. And they already got three serviceable serviceable backs over there in Buffalo. But if you add a Christian McCaffrey, I mean, good luck on the defensive side of the ball against the Bills, as if that's not hard enough already. Um, I will say, though, as good as Minton's team has been, he is currently the leader for the all-injured team. Pat Fryermuth. Concussed. Uh... By the way, if you guys have seen Stranger Things, does Pat Fryermuth not look like fucking Hopper from Stranger Things? He's a spitting image of Hopper. Um, anyway, hope his uh, hope his brain's not too jumbled and he can get back out there soon. Chris Olave concussed. These fucking concussions are getting out of hand this year. DJ Chark injured still. And uh, who else? Julio Jones. Now, is he just hurt or is he just ass? And dude, his hair looks like the part of the carrot that's sticking out of the ground. That's Julio Jones. All injured team, though, but who gives a shit? Because men's 8-2. and two. He's been a sneaky 8-2 and two at that. 
Uh, and if Najee Harris ever figures it out, we're all going to be in trouble. Because uh, Harris isn't really performing. Chase isn't performing anywhere near what he did last year. But he's still been productive. Don't get me wrong. But man, men's put together a nice little squad this year. Uh, and then over on third side of the ball, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. There were so many concerns at the beginning of the year. With He had back-to-back eight-point games. And now he has had three games in a row with over 20 points. He is fully back. 28 carries, 102 yards, two tuds. Two receptions for 30 yards. And he's actually been getting a decent amount of work uh, catching balls in the backfield, which is always a nice surprise. Because I think on the year, what is he? He's the PPR 6. That's awesome. Great year so far by Henry. Jalen Hurts. Man, anytime he throws passing touchdowns, that's just bonus. Because his baseline is always going to be 20, 25 points, just the way he runs the ball. 239 yards passing, 15 carries, 61 yards, two touchdowns. Mike Williams, again, the early Christmas present from Ben. 10 receptions, 134 yards. Man, where where did Conklin go? What happened to Conk yesterday? Only one reception. That is disappointing. Uh, but some positives looking at Turd's bench. Josh Reynolds goes off again. Another early Christmas gift given to him by Craig, dropping him on the waiver wire. Six receptions, 92 yards. Rondell Moore showing some life. Dude's been getting a lot of hype the past two years, and he actually looked pretty damn good yesterday. Played 91% of snaps. Eight targets, seven receptions, 68 yards. Uh, so it could be a good thing for Lombardo going forward. All right, that wraps up our week five recaps. Let's go ahead and get a word from our friend Olga on the injuries around the league. Good morning, bonjour, football fans. How are we doing today? This is your favorite weather woman and injury analyst, Olga Olgastine, coming at you with some hot updates. And let me just tell you guys, these new titties I have feel fantastic. All right, let me tell you, they just look massive. But you guys don't want to uh, hear about my cans right now. You guys want to hear injury updates. So let's just dive on in. So we look at last night's game at the Monday Night Football. All right, Raiders at Chiefs. What a game. What a game. But there are some injuries that we have to talk about. All right, Darren Waller went ahead and popped his hamstring faster than my mother's colostomy bag after ghost pepper enchilada night. All right, and what we're seeing right now is he could miss some time, all right? He could miss some time. And uh, other other hamstring-related issues, we're looking at Damian Harris running back for the New England Patriots. Again, pops his hamstring pretty early in the game, and reports are he could miss a couple weeks, possibly an IR stint. So if you own Ramandre Stevenson, you're probably uh, sitting pretty right now. Um, as far as uh, the Giants go, their receivers are still fucked. 
uh, Galladay, no timetable to return. Same with Wandale and uh, Kadarius Tony. Don't know when they're coming back. We're looking at uh, quarterbacks as well. All the concussions we're dealing with. Oh, my God. We have uh, Tua Tungavaloa. Um, he, uh, he could come back this week. But, you know, chances are the NFL is going to play it real safe with him. And he'll probably sit out another week. As for his backup, Teddy Bridge Daddy, um, don't know if he'll come back either. He uh, took a hit very, very beginning of the game. I think it was literally the first play. And uh, he may miss another game. But um, as for other injuries, um, Saquon Barkley had a brief trip to the, uh, the blue tent. But he, was, he came back to the game and looked just fine. So I wouldn't worry about Saquon. Uh, everyone else... Uh, let's just go ahead and have an injury-free week. Uh, those are the updates as of now. Olga will be back later in the week to give you the full forecast and updates for this weekend. Have a great time. I'm about to go get my uh, vaginoplasty surgery done. So um, I'll be showing off my new cooter here this weekend in all the clubs. Uh, have a good one, guys. Whoa. I was just going to say it. This guy fucks. Am I right? Because I'm looking at the rest of you guys. This is the guy in the house doing all the fucking. Am I right? You know I'm right. This guy fucks. Oh, yeah. Bringing back the this guy fucks segment um, that was heavily featured last year or two years ago. But I'm proud to bring it back because it was one of my favorite segments. Uh, so for this guy fucks. I don't want this to be like the guys that are expected to fuck week in and week out. I want this to be kind of like surprise guys. So starting up, I think this is the perfect candidate because this is a guy that has fucked plenty in the past, surprisingly, but he doesn't do it week in and week out. And that is Taysom Hill, tight end, running back, quarterback, whatever the fuck he is with the New Orleans Saints. 36 points in our league scoring yesterday. Nine rushing attempts, 112 y- yards, three touchdowns. Oh, what's that? Yeah, he also threw the rock for 22 yards and a touchdown. Unreal. Absolutely unreal. Uh, and it's funny because if you look at his history, um, every year he's being picked up and dropped by uh, by old Reef Chief. And... Steve can never really seem to get him uh, to hit when he's on his roster. He usually goes off like right after he drops him, but that's awesome to see. You know, he had a he had a pretty solid game in week one as well. Um, this is tricky though, because like if you think about waivers, how much are you really going to put down on a guy that is hard to predict? You know, no one really was predicting that this could happen. It could happen any week. Don't get me wrong, but to like have the cojones to put him in your lineup, it's going to be tough. going to be real tough. Next up, Gabe Davis. Coming off his injuries, down week last week, puts up 32 points on only three catches, 171 yards, two tuts. When Josh Allen's your quarterback, you're capable of doing that any single week. Uh, so congrats to you, Gabe Davis. Next up. Brees Hall. He's flashed this year for sure, but I think yesterday or Sunday is a game that people are going to look back on and be like, that was the turning point for Brees Hall. He's the real deal, uh, and he's going to be around this league for a while. And just as a fan of NFL in general, it's nice to see the Jets like showing some life, winning some football games, and having some real talent on their team again. 97 rushing yards, one touchdown. 
two receptions, 100 yards. Good for him. Good for him. Uh, and for our quarterback position, I've been trying to do this by position. Um, Geno Smith. Wow. Who would have seen this coming this year? He had three touchdowns yesterday. The most touchdowns he's thrown on the year. Wasn't like a completely explosive game by any means. He's certainly had better games this week or this uh, this year. Last last week he had a monster game, but he's just Mister Consistent. Currently the uh, PPR or the six point touchdown scoring quarterback number six on the year. So been surprising. I really hope they keep it up. I don't see why he wouldn't. Seahawks are fun to watch this season. So, this has been This Guy Fox. Next, we're going to get into This Guy Cucks. I'm a cuck. I'm a cuck, my girl will ride your dick for a buck, and honestly, I don't give a fuck. Alright, for the This Guy Cucks segment, we're going to start with QB Russell Wilson. Who didn't see this one coming? Uh, guy's just fucking disappointing, man. This is some strange shit going on in Denver. Strange shit. You know what? They did announce, though, that he's dealing with a tear in the shoulder. And that he's played the last two games with a partially partially torn lat. Uh, I guess this kind of explains some shit that's been happening. But he's still making terrible decisions. Whether he can th- throw well or not. Uh, and then another this guy cucks. It has to be Jared Goff. The Lions cucked as a whole. But up until yesterday, Goff, I mean, Goff was the seventh-ranked quarterback still after that shitty performance. He's been tearing it up this year, and the guy just disappeared. So hopefully both those guys will turn around. Russell, probably not. Uh, I really like that move Craig made to acquire Tua. Um, But we'll see if he comes back. I don't know. Don't know what the deal is with that one. Uh, Then at the running back position, Gotta go with James Robinson. He's been tearing it up this year, and he had a smash matchup this week against the Houston defense that has just been letting letting running backs run all over him. Uh, this is concerning because he only played 40% of the snaps, only 10 attempts, 27 yards, and only two targets thrown his way. This back-to-back matchups uh, with six or less fantasy points. Is it ETN time? It's just like a product of negative game script. I don't know, but this is concerning. Very concerning, especially when everyone was so hyped up about his uh, first three weeks of the season. So we'll see if he can get it turned around. Uh, I don't know. Anytime a player kind of underperforms, it it gives an opening for the new rookie to get in there and uh, have an opportunity. Next up for the receiver position, we've got 
Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks, where'd you go, my man? Where did you go on Sunday? Because it wasn't the end zone. That's for sure. Six targets, only caught four balls for 20 yards. Um, Sure, it could have just been a bad game. But I think we're seeing that Nico Collins is actually getting a lot of play, too. And hopefully he's not taking away some of the opportunity from Brandon Cooks. And also, the emergence of Damian Pierce can somewhat be playing a role in this because Damian Pierce has just been solid. And so, if they're going to find that much success running the ball, they're not going to have to pepper targets so much. But you would think the running game would open up their passing game. So, I don't expect this to be a trend going forward. I think Cooks will bounce back for sure. But certainly, certainly disappointing to see. Uh, and then next up at the tight end position, it's got to be, it's going to be a two-parter. Um, first off, Mr. Tuckaroo, DJ, or TJ Hawkinson. This is the tough thing about Hawkinson, man. He, he puts up weeks like he did last week. He'll just smash and then he'll disappear the next game. What are you supposed to do, you know? And on the season, he's actually been not great outside of last week just absolutely disappointing and it's funny because he's the third ranked tight end on the season and he's really only had one solid week <sighs> what of an asshole uh gerald everett gerald everett man what happened thought this was going to be a great matchup and he disappeared only three targets one reception for two yards that's a tough go. That's a tough go, man. I mean, this kind of just hammers the point home of the tight end position is a motherfucker. It's a motherfucker, man. But what are you going to do? We deal with this shit every year. All right. This has been this guy, Cucks. where he must decide what's best for man or what's best for mankind. The world has fallen to pieces with little to no hope of a future. One man against all odds. Will he crumble in fear and be overcome by the atrocities of this new world? Or will he eat ass? Coming to a theater near you this holiday season, Tug Speedman stars in Live Fast, Eat Ass. All right, thanks for listening to another episode of the This Could Be You Fantasy Pod. Uh, real quick, before we wrap her up, I uh, want to run through the standings. In the Toilet Bowl Conference, we've got Tyler uh, leading. He's in first place with a record of 9-1 to one and uh, 716 points scored. In second in the Toilet Bowl, we've got points on the pine sitting at 6-4. and four. And third, we've got King Turd, 21, at 4 and 6. And then we've got No More Coats sitting at 3 and 7. In the Contenders division, we've got DFT sitting at 8 and 2 with 590 points scored. Wow, somebody getting lucky. But hey, 
He's 8-2, and two, and he's the top dog right now, so it doesn't matter. Then we've got Hansa Cross America sitting at 4-6. and six. We've got Live Fast Eat Ass sitting at 2-8. and eight. And then we've got Triple D sitting at 0-10. Oh A lot of separation there in the contenders division. And a couple guys that might find themselves in the, uh, the toilet bowl next year. In Fantasy Gods, we have Reefer Chiefer sitting at a 10-0 record with 623 points scored. This reminds me a lot of the, uh, it's like the 2010 Tennessee Titans started 10-0. And they just crashed and burned. You know who's the coach of that team? Jeff Fisher. Who's the Jeff Fisher of our league? Steve. Watch it play out. Watch it play out like it does every year and enjoy. In second place currently, uh, we have Bonesaw sitting at 7-3. and three. Then we have Unicorn Blood sitting at 6-4. and four. And then we have Snag and Dragon sitting at 1-9. and nine. Uh, And you know what? I think things are going to really start turning around for Craig. Because as I look here, he has a, uh, a shit emoji next to his points against number. He's got, had 646 points scored against him, which is leading the entire league. So it should give a lot of optimism for Craig. Unfortunately, he has the lowest point scored in the league. So uh, what that shows is it should probably turn around. but. It's been a tough go, tough go for Craig. Uh, all right, so for you, those of you that uh, that are feeling pretty low right now, sitting with bad records, some dark days, you know. So I want to dedicate the closing out of this podcast to you. I want you to find peace and comfort during these dark times. So just keep those headphones in or keep it playing for the next couple minutes and... Uh, just lose yourself. Lose yourself in the music you're about to hear. Because it's not so bad. And the sun will rise again, my friends. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. Uh-huh.